welcome to another episode of Journeys, a podcast aimed at giving trans people a chance to tell their story and give representation to those who need it. My name is Haley. Today we're joined by Riley. And uh, I'm going to start with asking your pronouns. What pronouns do you go by? I use they, them. They, them. Okay. Um, so you identify as... Non-binary. Non-binary. And you are the first non-binary person that I have had on my show, which is really, really awesome because I, I, I like getting like... I like getting the whole spectrum. I want to yeah. go for the whole range, so it's not just like trans man, trans woman. Yeah. Um, so for people who don't necessarily know, can you kind of like define non-binary for people? Um, the best way that I've ever heard someone put non-binary is it's not that you dislike your body, you dislike other people's perceptions about your body. Okay. So it's all about perception. Um, for me person personally, like I don't have any body dysphoria, but I have a lot of social dysphoria because I don't like when I'm read as a gender in oh, general. Okay, okay, that's cool. That's I like what you said the first time. That's like yeah. mind blowing and stuff like that. I was like, oh wow, because I've never, like I said, I've never, um, I've never, well, I don't interact generally with non-binary people. Um, it is mainly you know, the trans woman or trans man and stuff like that. There's not, like... There's not a lot of attention generally paid right. to the in-between, yeah. which I think is a disservice, which is why I'm glad I'm talking to you today. I, I love that you're giving re- representation to those people. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's just like sexuality. There's a whole different spectrum, and I don't think that you really have to focus on one or the other because you're... That would be erasure, Right. Of every other part. Um, okay, so why don't you tell me your story? Like, I want to hear, you know, everything and how you've come from, you know, being born to identifying as non-binary. Well, for one thing, I grew up in Alabama, so I grew up in the South. Okay. Which has very strict gender roles, and gender roles have always been part of my family. And, you know, I know everyone's always really cliche, like, I always played with toy trucks, so, you know, or I always played with Barbie dolls. Well, I always played with Barbie dolls, so I'm going to go ahead and get that out of the way, because I feel like everyone always wants to know. Okay. Um, I don't think that toys are part of gender. Anyways, that's a different conversation. Oh, no, it's definitely part of this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, yeah, I grew up, like, as a girl in Alabama, but I was never comfortable and I always felt really uncomfortable being gendered, and I ended up developing a lot of coping mechanisms to avoid being gendered, uh, which means dressing down into boys' clothes and doing boys' things and not learning how to cook, you know, just trying to, like, completely separate from a female identity. So when you grow up, you just think that there's a binary. You're either a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. So when I found out that you can change, oh, I was like, whoa, <laughs> this changes everything, you know? Yeah. Um, so then I, my brain just immediately went, oh, I don't like being a girl. I'm, I'm a boy. I'm a boy. Like that's okay. That's the only option. You know? Okay. So it was at a certain point you just identified as male. Right. Okay. Yeah. As soon as I found out that you can change genders, I was like, that's the thing that I want to do. Gotcha. Um, so I spent... How old I were was you? Well, I was in eighth grade whenever I realized 
whenever I looked into like FTM, like female to male. I'm like doing math. Like, how old was that? That was like, that was uh, like 12, 13? 14, I think, or 13, maybe 13 is probably the right answer. How, how yeah, I think, uh, I, I don't math very well, no, so it's like, <laughs> um, how old were you when you first started noticing the, the discomfort in being gendered? Oh, um, probably as, as young as I can remember, like, I remember being five and I used to try and pee standing up because, um, okay, yeah, like, so really, how did really that young. go? It did not go well. <laughs> Never learned that art. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so yeah, it started very young. And then how uh, how old were you? Was it still five when you started uh, dressing in when boys' I started clothes? Dressing, yeah, and I I remember like going to the beach when I was like seven and being adamant that I would not get in the water unless I wore like men's swim trunks. Okay. You know, so all that stuff happened so young, and I think it does for most most people. You yeah, know, they I, realize very young. Yeah. Something's going on. I keep hearing, like, three is, like, a good, like, it's been, a, like, a magic number. I mean, it doesn't, like, but, like, young, yeah, five is still pretty young to, to really I, realize that. I mean, it could have been three, but I have no recollection of anything from that time. Oh, I'm so, with you. I'm right there with you. I don't under, I don't know how people can remember things from when they were three, but good for them. <laughs> it's probably better that I don't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very young. Eighth grade was definitely the point whenever I was aware of what was actually happening and whenever I decided to try and change that. So I spent high school mostly going by male, like navigating male spaces. Um, most of my friends jokingly called me male, like boy, um, jokingly because like we are also too young to really understand transitioning and transitioning is like really blown up in the past 10 years, you know? And yeah. so, like, I just caught the very first part of it. Okay. Like, it wasn't really in media, you know? Gotcha. So, so you were doing it before it was mainstream. It's not what I mean, <laughs> you know? But it's just, like, we weren't, we weren't aware enough. Yeah. So, um, I spent a lot of time navigating those, like, male spaces. Um, and then I moved to Philly. Okay. Um, started therapy for gender and how old were you when you moved to therapy 18 to therapy to Philadelphia at the same time you know Philadelphia's therapy um 18 okay and then in 2016 so when I was 19 I started hormones to become a male okay um and then that's where things got dicey okay (laughs) um I just I was on hormones for nine months as trans men know out there who are on hormones or have been on hormones Things move very fast. It's very fast that you start getting more body hair, you start getting more muscular, you start losing your hair. Um, Everything happened for me so fast. And within that nine months, I realized that I knew myself less and less every single day. And I wasn't comfortable with the changes that are happening. And every time I looked in the mirror, I just started seeing more of a man, but it actually made me unhappy. Okay. And I wasn't expecting that reaction from myself. Okay. Um, and then, so that was a pretty dark period, because then it was like, I'm not happy being female. I'm not happy being male. I can't be happy ever. Oh. So. I can't even imagine how that must feel. It was it was pretty bad, because yeah. you finally get the thing that you always wanted, you know, hormones, like, my whole life is going to change. And then you end up being just as unhappy. Yeah. 
So from there, how? Oh, God, did you move to? I have so many questions. <laughs> just I'm like trying to remember them, but like it's. Did you move to to Philadelphia? Philadelphia. I swear I can talk. Like I'm good <laughs> at this. I do this. Um, did you move to Philadelphia on your own? Yeah. Okay. I, I moved to um, I moved here on my own, sort of. I have an uncle up here that I moved in with initially, so it was like a smooth. And did did he know that your plan was to, at the time, well, transition or? My uncle was actually gay. Okay. And so he's pretty up to date on gay things. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's a better way to put that? Um, but he's so gay, clueless. Gay culture. Gay culture. Yeah. yeah. But he's so clueless on transitioning because you know it's just a, a different level. So yeah. Um, he didn't really know that's what was happening. He was pretty clueless about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was he was my first support. Okay. System. That's cool. I'm and moving to a new city like so far away from your home and stuff like that. I'm sure that was just amazing to have. Yeah. Um, very important speaking of family i mean i kind of like i ask this pretty much to everybody um because family is such a uh an integral part in terms of transitioning and like being yourself uh when you were in alabama um how did your family react to you starting presenting more masculine um my it's complicated my parents are actually on the better side like i know the south gets a bad rep yeah um, th- my parents are a little bit more educated and they're on the better side of it for the most part. Um, but initially, like most parents, they're just in denial. So okay, they don't notice, they don't say anything, you know, which is, I guess is better than noticing and reacting. Yeah. But, uh, they just kind of thought that it would go away. Okay. So that was, that was how it was through high school. Um, yeah, but then whenever I did officially come out as trans, um, it's it's like even now my parents just don't really know how to address me ever. They've kind of elected to ignore a lot of the things I've said, so I still kind of have like a a, um, a very like non communicative relationship with my family as far as my identity. Okay. And that, do you have any siblings or anything? I do. My sibling is very supportive. Um, okay. Actually, he was the first person in my family to come, I came out to because he was getting married and he wanted to me a, wanted me to be a bridesmaid. Okay. And um, I'm not down for that. So yeah. I told him like, hey, I'm a, I'm a guy, so uh, I'm probably going to wear a suit if that's cool. And he was like, yeah. Awesome. Know? Yeah. So that's really that's cool. Uh, when you told them, how did you uh, how did you tell him? Well, was it was it just that like basically? <laughs> yeah, because I yeah I just go about things like very blunt. Yeah. Um, but this was still before I even knew that I was non-binary. So this was still when I was in hormones. You yeah. Know? I knew that by the time of the wedding, I was gonna look like a man, and being in a dress, it just didn't make sense for me. Yeah. So. So we're still, like, like in this conversation, we'll, we're still unpacking, like, all the stuff of you still identifying as male at that time. So that's, okay. Um, so, so your family is kind of, they just kind of ignore it. Like, how does that, do they still gender you, misgender you and everything? Like They do, and it is partially my fault, because one thing is, like, you have to keep being on your parents. Like, yeah. If it's safe for you to, um, then you should. 
because otherwise they're not going to learn they gendered you a certain way for so many years trying to unlearn that behavior is a lot for a parent like I guess I'm kind of vouching for parents in that part parents who are trying to be supportive and just aren't quite making it yeah um and and because I've gone through so much transition even since hormones it is something that I've kind of kept separate from my parents until I can really figure out how to explain I'm neither you know, neither gender. So for now, I'm just kind of letting them do their thing until I'm ready to be like, okay, this is enough. You know, awesome. this is how it is. Okay, gotcha. All right, so nine months, hormones. Mm-hmm. You are starting to grow, grow and lose body hair and yeah. so on and so forth, and you're just uncomfortable, and you realize, shit, I'm not a man. Where do you go from there? How do you even, like, arrive at non-binary from there? Well, um, I had just gotten out of a long-term relationship, which mostly broke up due to me being on hormones and me becoming a man. Okay. Um, which is already rough, you know? Like, you, you've, you're, you think you figured out who you are, then you lose a relationship because of it, and then it also ends up not being who you are. Yeah. So at that point, I just stopped hormones and I gave it a break um so for about a period of maybe a year I just didn't deal with gender after hormones you know things start kind of going back to the way they were before hormone hormones you know like body shape muscle so things were just kind of reverting but then some things didn't like I still had facial hair um I started wearing a bikini the beach you know I just kind of like I I can't even say anything about that time because I don't even know what I was doing yeah you know um but I guess what started happening then is I got more into tumblr discourse about what non-binary was okay and um I that's just I guess everything then was more of like a cognitive transition more than a physical transition okay so then I realized there is a gender past just male and female and and non-binary can mean you relate to both genders in a way that you can't pick it can mean that you don't relate to either gender um so yeah i I think the one thing that really made me realize that i was non-binary is i have constantly been trying to figure out am i a boy am i a girl am i a boy am am i a girl i've been going to therapy for for at this point for three years so at some point I realized like if my life was on the line, if someone was literally like, I'm going to murder you until you tell me what gender you are, mm-hmm. you know, like really putting it in my face, really putting me on the spot. And I just remember thinking like, there's no way that I could choose. Oh. And then I realized, oh, that's what I am. Yeah. Wow. That's, oh. you know, that's so powerful actually. Like that's, see, I, I never, I never had like a, God, I can't even imagine what it must be like to even have to go through that, you know, those mental acrobatics just to arrive, not nowhere, but somewhere you never expected to even be. Yeah. Especially when you think that it's such a dichotomy of, like, male or female. Um, And after that, how long ago was that that you arrived at non-binary? That was in 2017, so two years ago now. Okay. And how have you been since? Um, so much mentally healthier. Um, at this point, I just kind of do whatever I want. You know, I um, 
I mostly still dress like androgynous, you know, like I try and not be able to be identifiable. Um, I realized that like before, whenever I was really happy that people gendered me male on the street, if someone accidentally called me a boy and that used to make me really happy. I realized that wasn't because I was a boy. It was because it made me happy that no stranger could identify me the same way throughout the day. You know, I didn't get the same reaction every single day. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just slowly, like, realizing different... Like, I'm having different revelations about, like, why I react the way I do, you know, um, compared to being non-binary. So it's mostly just been, like, playing catch-up with myself, you know. Um, yeah. I, I think the biggest thing that's been going on for the past two years since I came out is I'm able to reown my sense of femininity. femininity. That's a hard word to say. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really um, is. And so now, like, sometimes I even wear a dress because it doesn't make me a girl. You know, I don't have to look at it that way. I'm not a girl. Dresses are cute. You know, I don't care. Yeah. So I think the biggest thing is just, like, I've had a lot of trauma from growing up as female and being forced to, and now I'm just now reowning that feminine fem, that really yeah hard that. Word <laughs> it is a hard word to say i femininity and there it is go. it's a very it's it's like they did that on purpose but yeah. reclaiming that femininity is i'm sure very important and have you done anything in terms to claim masculinity like even more so mm, i would just say like i would say no okay i don't think so so no like uh ties and you know blazers no. and stuff I mean, other than, like, dressing more masculine, um, I'm, I'm glad that I don't, I think, um, I was overcompensating trying to be, like, extra masculine because I want people to not dress, address me as a female. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably, like, where I'm at most mental peace is because I'm not trying to overcompensate by being overly masculine. Okay, so being gendered, uh, as a female at this point doesn't cause you the same kind of distress as it did when you were younger. Um, not, not, a, not the same as when I was younger. Okay. It still does, but, um, it's also like when people call me the wrong thing, then it's like, hey, I know better. Mm -hmm. you know, and then I can kind of just let it go for the most part, but I do still prefer if everyone in the world would call me they, then. Gotcha. So, um, the conversation around non-binary, um, have, in terms of representation and everything like that, even like in mainstream or really anywhere other than I guess Tumblr mm -hmm. um what is it what do you see do you see anything because honestly I see like trans female representation not as much trans male representation but like if I could think like the non-binary representation that I see is like Ruby Rose and like <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ruby Rose still identifies as female right so like what do you see do you because I, I feel like you'd be more attuned to it. I don't see anything. You don't see anything? I don't see anything. I actually have never thought about it. Really? Like, no, I don't see anything. Okay. I think that there are a lot of people who, kind of like what you said, you know, think, oh, Ruby Rose is so androgynous, Ruby Rose, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, like, that's not even really their gender identity, so there's really no representation that I can name. Yeah, it's... I can't even... I can't even name more than you, the non-binary people that I even really know. Um, 
everybody else falls, you know, closer to either side of the gender spectrum. Um, so it's like, even in mainstream media, like, what would you, if, if there was a character, um, that was on like any kind of show, what would you want to see out of that character? Like if you could design a character Whoa, to represent non-binary people. Hmm. I would definitely say that your non-binary experience is probably very closely related to um, what your environment was like when you grew up. So I don't, I'm not sure. I think that I would just want to see someone who you know what, I would actually want to see someone who wasn't white and skinny. Okay. Because if you do take the chance to look up non-binary on Tumblr, it's going to be a lot of skinny, white people who have pretty much the same haircut, and you really can't, almost can't tell what gender they're trying to represent as, because they're not trying to represent as any. Like, they all have a very specific look and um i don't think that there's as much as non-binary doesn't have representation i don't think that there's any representation for people of color who are non-binary or people who have a different body type other than skinny so i would actually want to see that okay that's a great answer uh i would love to see that personally um in terms of uh in terms of like gender i know that there's like supergirl that has a trans character now, but it would be great to see shows like that that have so much, you know, such a fan base and stuff and are trying to do so many things, but like uh, Kara's sister being a lesbian now and um, the trans superhero, which I still haven't watched. I really know I should. Wait, this is a show? Yeah, Supergirl. Oh. Yeah, uh, you know, DC Supergirl. Um, her sister ends up uh, in a relationship with a woman, she finds out, you know, because she was very, like, career-oriented and stuff like that, and she's, like, a, a D-E-O? D-E-A? D-E-A agent and stuff, so she, like, but then when she finally does start having feelings for somebody, it's a woman. And then, um, in this season that I think they're doing now, there's actually a trans woman uh, that's a superhero. That's so cool. It is really cool. Um, and I, I actually, I love the show. I love the show Supergirl, but I haven't caught up because I've just been so busy with life and liberty and the way of the quail and stuff. Um, wow, that's lesbian representation <laughs> and trans girl representation. That's amazing. Yeah, it's really cool. Like, I really like what Supergirl's been doing. Um, and, I mean, if they get, like, a non-binary character on there, like, they're just going to start running the gamut, and I would yeah. love it. Um, so... I want to get back kind of uh, centered to you because, like I said, this is more of a, a personal curiosity question. Um, in terms of the pronouns, um, I feel like because there's not a lot of representation, because there's not a lot of information in terms of non-binary out there, there's more of you know trans male or trans female. The usage of pronouns, I I hear, uh, can come under fire. Uh, in terms of like, oh, why do I have to use they or them? Like, what does it even mean? Can I just like, can I just like go with whatever they are at the time? And I'm like, no, that's not how that works. So could you give kind of an explanation on the correct usage okay. of the pronouns for non-binary people? Yeah, I mean, um, they just replaces he and she. And the biggest complaint that I hear about it is it's not grammatically correct, you know? I always hear that, mm -hmm. which is so funny to me, because first of all, 
Don't be that person that yeah. corrects everyone's grammar, first of all. Okay, second of all, they literally means in the dictionary, if you look it up, they is when the gender is unknown. Okay. So if you were to address, if, if, you, if someone lost a wallet, then you would say, hey, somebody lost their wallet. Yeah. You would never go, hey, somebody lost his wallet. You, you'd probably be like, him. Like, how do you know it's him? You don't know who it is. Yeah. So they is used way more often than people really consider it. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it means the usage is for when the gender is unknown, that would apply to people who don't know what gender they are, you know? Yeah. So, um, or don't identify. Don't identify. Way. Yeah, either way. So I, I just think that it's people are just trying to make up excuses. That's uh, all it is. I gotcha. Yeah. Um, could you use uh, in like, I guess like an everyday sentence, uh, the way that you would um, talk about a non-binary person, like another non-binary person, uh, using the pronouns. Um, like, let's just say that I was describing someone, then I'd be like, oh, they have long hair, and they're really sweet, and they like to talk a lot, or, you know, is that what you mean? Yeah, that yeah, that, okay. that's perfect. Because, um, I, I mean, I'll do that sometimes when, uh, even... Because I am, I'm, I identify as a lesbian, but sometimes I, if I feel I'm not in a safe space to, you know, divulge that I am, or I don't feel like divulging, I will say something to the effect of non-gendering right, that's my also girlfriend. Right, example. Yeah, so it'd be it's exactly like that. Like, yeah, my significant other is, you know, awesome. Mm-hmm. They really like anime, or so on and so forth. So, yeah. okay. So, I mean, it's really, it's really not, I feel like... What do you think is a really good resource for um, people who are maybe not really knowledgeable, even about trans people in general, to really learn more about how to be sensitive to non-binary people? Hmm. The internet? I'm, I'm not really... I, I would say Tumblr, but for someone who... I think Tumblr would be a great resource for someone who is... <clears throat> questioning their gender identity um but for someone who's outside just w- like as an ally i mean sorry an ally um trying to support um that's a really good question um as we both know there's not a lot of representation so there's also equally not a lot of ally support mm-hmm. either so, okay okay i wish i had a better answer no there should be one you know i agree um, where did you really look? Like, like, I don't remember if you said specifically, and if you did, um, how did you find the term? You said you found the term non-binary on Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Um, what was that? Was it, like, a moment of, like, like lights turning on and stuff like that? Like, um, no, that would be a lot better story. But, <laughs> um, I, I knew the term actually probably since high school. Okay. But just for my own purposes, I still felt like Mel was the right way to go. You know, it's like I needed to go all the way to the other side to realize that I was really in the middle. Mm -hmm. But no, I knew the term actually quite a long time before I really identified with it. Okay. Gotcha. You mentioned uh, therapy. Do you still go to therapy? Mm -hmm. Or Okay. Um, 
in terms of uh, the therapeutic process for someone who is non-binary, what is that? How would you imagine that? Because I, I, I assume you, obviously, you went to therapy for, um, you know, trans male issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how does that differ? Does it differ in any way for non-binary issues? Like, is there a different process? Hmm. That's a good question. <laughs> Asking the real questions on this <laughs> podcast. Um, I would actually say that at this point in my life, gender is so much less of a concern for me that it's not even something that I usually bring into therapy. Okay. So I, I'm not really sure what therapy looks like trying to, um, like be comfortable with being non-binary because I'm happy to say that I'm already at that point. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, it's not something I've brought into therapy, so I'm not really Okay, so the difference uh, between the two is before you were concerned about, you know, being trans male, and now you're just like, I have other shit to worry about. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's like, oh, wow, I figured it out. Okay. That's it. Cool. That's really cool. Have you faced any, like, um, I don't want to say discrimination, but, like, have you, what what have been, like, kind of the trials that you've had to really overcome to really claim yourself? I mean, people will still constantly gender me the wrong thing. You know, whether they say female or whether they say male, they're both wrong. (laughs) Um, So it's very, sometimes it's hard to get people to say they. Mm -hmm. Um, And also in some ways, I feel sometimes less safe to say that I identify as they than saying that I identify as he. Okay. Um, Because it's just so unknown. And then at that point, some people are like, you have to pick. People still love to believe that the binary exists Mm -hmm. so i guess there is sometimes like a safety issue i think the point where i get the most scared is when people ask me up front are you a boy or a girl oh god because then and i do have that happen i work in customer service i work in retail you know well what is that their business i don't know i don't know but then it's like how and then i'm always like such deer in the headlights like how do i answer that yeah is it safe to say neither oh my god i can't imagine why do you feel that that's your right i don't know a to even ask not even just trans (laughs) non-binary wherever the hell you're at it's not your business like yeah oh my god like or i mean the best way to go about if you're trying to figure out someone's pronouns ask their pronouns but you know i think maybe they're trying to like gauge that but saying asking like straight out are you a boy or a girl is more an inappropriate way to go about it yeah it's like asking what genitals somebody yeah. has and that's 100 percent nobody's business right. exactly um and like i am kind of flattered by the question like am i a boy or a girl i don't know but thank you for noticing that you don't know either yeah but uh yeah it is <laughs> have you ever bit. said that no, but I should start saying that. Yeah. <laughs> that would but, be great. Yeah, um, still not really sure how to navigate that. Okay. Oh, God. Oh. Like, it's such... Like, as a as a passing trans woman, I these are, like, things that even I don't even have to consider. Like, I've never even... I've never had somebody to my recollection i mean other people might remember if i've told the story uh, i've never had somebody come up to me and just ask my gender just outright yeah Yeah. so like the fact that that even occurs for non-binary people i never 
personally, I never even considered. Yeah. That's crazy. I would definitely say that safety concern is definitely with more trans women. I think that they have the biggest um, problems around safety. So non-binary safety just isn't near as um, prominent, or like, that's not the right words. Non-binary safety isn't near as, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm not sure how to word what I'm trying to say. I definitely think the priority is making sure that like trans women are safe because they definitely have the most issues with safety. And particularly trans women of color. Right. Who uh, have, there have been countless stories, um, well actually people are counting, um, of stories of trans women of color who have been attacked and killed and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, here's a question that I just, that just popped into my head. You were, uh, you're non-binary, assigned, assigned female at birth who presents every once in a while or presents masculine in certain viewpoints there is things like tomboy and there is stuff like you know girls who just you know dress more masculine every once in a while because that's their thing whatever the opposite side of that non-binary people who were assigned male at birth how do you think do you know anybody who is like that any non-binary people i don't i i don't Okay, do you know, another question, do you know anybody else? I do know non-binary people, but I don't know any non-binary people who were assigned male at birth. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Huh, because I was going to ask about whether or not, like, it is, because you were talking about the safety of non-binary people, um, it is because of the tomboy, you know, thought process or whatever, and the normalization kind of of that, I feel like it can be safer for an assigned female at birth to present mass more masculine whereas a male because of toxic masculinity and all that you said it way better this that's exactly what i was trying to say you just said it exactly awesome awesome okay we we (laughs) went full circle back to that all right cool cool um because i feel like i mean i would be very interested uh to talk to a assigned male at birth non-binary person who does present occasionally as female, wearing dresses, skirts, whatever they want to wear that is more normalized as female clothing or whatever it is at the time and just kind of see what they would be going through. But have you ever, on that same thought process, have you ever just been like, oh, well, Riley's just a tomboy, whatever? Yeah, I mean, I think that most people, most, most people who were assigned female at birth who have become more masculine, dress more masculine, identify as male, you know, any any kind of transition to a more masculine side of things have probably experienced a lot of erasure just from, you know, it's normal for girls to wear pants. So when, especially like trans men who try very hard to um, present themselves in a way that other people read them as male, get written off all of the time as oh, that's a girl wearing pants. Mm -hmm. You know, it's very hard to um, cross that boundary to have people realize, oh, you're you're trying to, you are a man. You know, you are trying to present to me as a man. Mm -hmm. You know, because it is so normalized for women to wear pants. So there is a lot of erasure because of that normalization. And like you were saying, um, the other way, you know, if you're assigned male at birth, when you start wearing more feminine clothes, it definitely... You're, you're definitely noticeable to more people who you may not want to be noticed by. And it, it does put you in a 
less safe position. Is that the question that you're asking me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because um, I, I feel like in terms of, uh, if we're going to talk a little bit feminist at the same time, um, there is something to be said, in my opinion, about someone who was assigned female at birth, uh, there is a little bit more privilege being Absolutely. a male. So it is more like, yeah, why wouldn't you want to be a guy? Like, why wouldn't you want to claim whatever privilege you can to identify as male? Whereas if you are assigned male at birth, why would you give up that privilege? Yeah. And I actually have been asked that question. Like, why would wow. you give up that privilege? And I was like, why would someone ask that? Because what, ignorance. What are people, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, it's not, I, it, people see it as dirty to be a girl. Yeah. And it's such a problem because they're overtly sexualized. We are, like, just constantly just objectified and, you know, because it was almost asked out of a sense of uh, concern also at the same time because when you are female, when you are identifying as female, you know, your chances of being raped kind of go up yeah uh your chances of being catcalled harassed sexually you know molested not that it doesn't happen to men as well but your chances go up right because you're female um have you have you personally ever felt severely unsafe because of you identifying as non-binary like do you ever feel like your life has been um, I would feel that most of my, like, issues with safety come from a place where I'm still identified, or getting identified as female to other people. I'm still being read that way. So I still have pretty much the same amount of safety as someone who identifies as female. Basically, no matter what you're assigned at as at birth, and no matter what you identify as, if you are then presenting, if you present as female to other people, then your safety is always in jeopardy. Gotcha. All right. Um, I kind of want to get into something that's not so, <laughs> so depressing. <laughs> um, so we're going to move on to, uh, well, this might actually not be any better. Um, we were going to talk about uh, the, I want to talk about the, the relationship mm -hmm. and just kind of dating in general has there been because you mentioned the one relationship that ended because you were identifying as male at the time right yeah um why <laughs> i guess is my question <laughs> like what happened with that <clears throat> uh well i'll keep this very vague because i i Don't. would rather have you know consent with a person to really talk about okay the, the relationship but mostly it's like in one sense, I understand because if you, if your sexual orientation means that you like dating women and your partner decides that they're not a woman, um, that does put you in, in, in a weird spot. Okay. You know, so you, as much as like you want someone to support you going through the things that you're going through. You know, especially, like, in terms of partners, romantic partners, sexual partners, you do have to respect that they have their own sexual and romantic identity that they that they have to follow for them themselves. So, um, it just fell, fell apart mostly because of that. We just didn't align with each other anymore. Okay. Um, the, the, the one thing about that, though, is 
coming out of it realizing I'm not even a male, you know, and then it's like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, romantic partners and sexual partners, things have gotten more calm now that I realize that I'm non-binary. Um, I think the biggest thing that I've noticed is, like, how my identity is so wrapped up in partnerships. Okay. So, for example, like, I was dating a man who identified me as his boyfriend. Okay. And even though, in general, like, non-binary people would prefer partner, it's all up to the individual. So for me, even though I generally would go by partner, it was his sexual identity to have a boyfriend. So, sorry, I'm, I'm like, trying to work this out in my mind as I'm saying it. So, okay, no, no, um, it's no problem. So for me, it was like, well, that's your identity, and if I think that gender is arbitrary, I don't mind you calling me your boyfriend. Did you feel any pressure to conform to any um, masculine, like, gender roles or anything because he was identifying you? That might be true, um, but I definitely would say that I put that more on myself than my partner. Okay. I do in some ways feel like I have a need to live up to the expectation that I am someone's boyfriend. You okay. know, or I may feel the need to live up to an expectation that I am someone's girlfriend. That's still something that I'm trying to work through. Okay. So if in your ideal situation, in your ideal relationship, are you in one right now? Not now. Okay. Um, in your ideal relationship, if you were in one, how would they treat you? How would they kind of just, what would they expect of you? Or what would you even, not even put on yourself? I would just prefer someone who understands that there are multiple parts of me, you know, gender for, for pretty much everyone in the whole world is really in layers, you know, and I would hope to be with someone that respected those layers, you know, I've been in relationships where, like the beginning, where I was too masculine, and then I've been in relationships where I've been too feminine, you know, so I would love to be respected by someone who, um, just took it all as it came, like, just took it as a grain of salt. You know, if I wore a dress one day, wore pants one day, um, yeah. If I truly think that gender is arbitrary, I don't mind if someone feels the need to address me as their boyfriend, or I don't even mind if someone feels the need to address me as their girlfriend, because that is what helps their own identity. But you would prefer partner, significant other, stuff Um, like that, qualifiers like that. I wouldn't even say prefer. Okay. Um, I, I think that it's a plus for someone to just say partner, you know, the, the end. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but people do have complicated relationships with their own gender and therefore their own sexual orientation. So I don't, I don't mind matching up to other people's orientation if that helps them and we both like each other and we both care about each other. You okay. Know? It's not really like putting my, like, changing myself, putting myself on the line, or, like, sacrificing my identity, it's more like, (laughs) I don't know, this is hard to work through. No, it's fine. As a, uh, so, if I might, you know, put something forward, as a non-binary person, it's not that you are sacrificing any part of yourself to be something that you're not, because it's almost like, 
identifying as neither but everything at the same time. Exactly. That is exactly what it was. Actually, when I was growing up, I couldn't figure out if I was gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender. I oh, would, God. <laughs> I had no idea where I fit on that spectrum, and I'm still the exact same way. Okay. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm all of that, and I'm also none of that at the same time, and then that's fine. Gotcha. That's like a, it's, a, it's almost like a beautiful contradiction. Like, it's like, you're everything and nothing. Yeah. Or, what's that, what's that uh, music lyric? A little bit of everything all rolled into one? <laughs> There you go. Yeah. That's what non-binary means. Awesome. All right. We're learning things. I'm learning things. I'm really excited about this. It's fantastic. Um, let me think. Could I include something else? Because Absolutely. it's about sexual orientation. It's about, like, lesbian identities. Yeah, by all means. All right. I mean, I'm not going to tell you no okay. to saying something about lesbian identities. That's me. Like, go for it. Okay. Well, um, one thing about non-binary, because you don't really fit as boy or girl sometimes it's complicated to identify as a sexual orientation like lesbian or straight or gay because because what does that really mean if you if you don't identify as male or female okay so um originally before i transitioned i identified as lesbian okay once i transitioned to male um interestingly enough it actually made me realize i was attracted to men being on hormones okay um interesting interesting side effect of of being on hormones so then i thought i was bisexual you know and then once i became or once i realized i was non-binary it's like okay if i'm in a relationship with someone what what does that qualify as you know like what what sexual orientation is it if i'm with a woman or what sexual orientation is it if i'm with a man Mm -hmm. so for me it could go either way you know, like, if I'm with a woman, is it a lesbian relationship? Is it a straight relationship? Is it just gay? So, like, if my partner identifies as lesbian, then that's okay with me because I can I can be lesbian. Or if I'm with a man and he identifies as gay, that's okay with me because I can be gay, you know? So okay. the identity moves around so much. So it's like I rely on my partner's orientation and then I just have to go from there. So I guess what, like my main point of it was like, I thought that I wasn't able to identify as lesbian anymore uh-huh. because I kind of moved away from like a female identity, but lesbian encompasses so many different identities than just like female. You know, it can mean non-binary. It can include people who are femme presenting. Um, so I'm just realizing that like lesbian is still a term that non-binary people can use. If there's any non-binary people out there wondering if lesbian is still an appropriate term to use. Okay. Um, in terms of uh, in terms of partners for you, uh, I would imagine, and you can confirm or deny this, um, just throwing this on the table, I would imagine that a, a pansexual person, someone who is pansexual, would be almost perfect for a non-binary person because they're not a type of person that really sees gender. They, they're cool with anything. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. But though, um, one thing I'm realizing is more and more people are really way more accepting than they really think that they are originally. You know, it's like once you like someone, less and less does the gender representation matter. Okay. And is that has that been your experience? Yeah. Okay. Um, if there was a piece of advice for people who are going through the kind of the same journey as yourself that you could give somebody who... Uh, might think that they are Mm non-binary what would that one solid gold piece of advice be stop worrying about how 
you are perceived by other people, you need to figure out how you want to be perceived by yourself. And that kind of sounds cliche, but stop worrying about your physical body. Um, really start working on your own mental alignment because at that point you will probably care less and less how other people are identifying with you if you know for sure what you are. I don't know if that's helpful. No, I, I, I feel like that's that's very profound. I feel like that's very, you know, appropriate. And I feel like that's, that's very helpful and something that uh, a non-binary person would need to hear. And I really appreciate that. So we are pretty much at time. So I'm just going to uh, plug a few things real quick. Is that, um, well, first I'm going to ask if there's anything else, like anything else uh, important to the non-binary community that you would like, like any really pivotal things that you would like to say or put out there, anything that I didn't ask about or didn't, didn't cover that you would like to say before before we wrap up. Nothing? Okay. No, that's fine. No, no, by all means, it's fine. Uh, I'm glad that, you know, we kind of covered a good amount and, you know, we covered a good amount. Anything from, from your life or your story, any, like, big moments for you that have really occurred that, like, really, like, shaped your journey towards realizing you were non-binary? Anything like that? Um, I guess the biggest thing that shaped me realizing that I'm non-binary is just feeling like if I was in a life-or-death situation and I had to pick a gender, the fact that I still couldn't pick a gender is... That's that's a telltale sign that's like, I will never be able to pick a gender. Okay, so if you're non-binary, go find someone with a gun yeah. and, like, have them pointed at your face and be like, What gender are you? Are you a boy or a girl? And then you're gonna go, neither, and then there you go. There you go. There you go. See, I am not actually a disclaimer <laughs> telling you to go find someone with a gun. Please don't do that. Don't get yourself killed. Dear Lord, um, that's a great way to end this podcast. <laughs> like, hey, so we have to shut you down because you got some people killed, and I'm like, oh. Uh, that sounds like something I would do. <laughs> <laughs> like Haley said to do it, let's go do this. Um, all right, well, uh, real quick, I want to I wanna throw a couple announcements out there for people. Uh, this is, you know, going to be out a little bit from now, but uh, hopefully people will have heard that I have... Uh, new I have new social media platforms um, on Instagram it is you know you can follow me journeys dot podcast and Twitter uh, I'm on Twitter and now there's uh, at journeys underscore pod pod and um, there's gonna be stuff like selfies with my guests and there's gonna be stuff like you know upcoming events and maybe questions um, you know, for the guests, you can, you know, shoot it to me through either of those, those things. So I want to thank, uh, thank you, Riley, really very much for, for coming on the show and, um, sharing your story. And, you know, thank you to everyone listening. This is the plug part of the show where I say, uh, thank you to Wooshka for hosting this podcast. I feel like it's very important to have representation out there. GarageBand is actually where I get where I did the uh, the intro and the outro music. Really helpful. Um, and if you have any questions for me or any guests, you can still other than the Instagram and the Twitter, you can still email me at journeyspodcast.yahoo.com. Uh, please don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. Follow it on Spotify and follow the Facebook page Journeys Podcast. Uh, please share and rate the show because it gets the word out to more people uh, that may need this type of representation and it could help them find it easier. Um, and it could also help people, you know, struggling with their gender on any 
part of the spectrum and you know could help them follow their own journey so thank you everyone for listening uh i'll talk to you next time bye bye